because if their website was converting, then they would be able to write a check. I mean, anybody can write a check and buy clicks. It's whether or not you can convert them, and that's why we're talking about this subject. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, it's John McIntyre here, the Autoresponder Guy, and it's time for episode 68 of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover one simple thing, how to make more money with every single email that you send. Today, I'll be talking to Justin Brook from imscalable.com. Now, Justin, the reason I got him on was that uh, I've mentioned before that I'm kind of in the in the process of diving into paid traffic myself right now, and part of that journey has been that I wanted to get some of these uh, some of these marketers out there that are big on paid traffic and get them on the show, obviously, to ask them questions that uh, will help me get uh, better results, but also to help you because a lot of people come to me that you know they want they want to know about email marketing but they also want to know how do they get traffic how do they get people to their site you know what about paid traffic how do they make paid traffic work you know if you can make paid traffic what you scale the crap out of it and make a thousand dollars a day right so it's very exciting so i get justin on the show justin's from i am scalable i've actually hired justin to uh for a bit of coaching to help me with my own funnel and uh, so i got him on here and we're going to talk about paid traffic right he interned uh, just to give him some background he interned with russell brunson way back in the day and he was he's hired by rick sheffron at one point to uh, do his paid traffic stuff. So this guy's worked with some of the biggest names in this business on paid traffic and he knows what he's talking about, which is why I've hired him to coach me. Now anyway, today we're going to talk about the difference in copy for cold traffic and warm traffic, JV and affiliate. So there's some of the copy is copy is copy and in a way it is, but at the same time it's not because when good copy is good copy, but there still needs to be context there. That when you're writing copy for cold traffic that people have never heard from you before, you need to take a different approach than with warm traffic. And we're going to dive into what approach you need to take. We're going to talk about the sales funnel. What sort of sales funnel you need to have and how to make it work. The five stages of awareness. That's another key thing that totally blew my mind. And uh, one of the stages of awareness is solution aware stage. So this is like someone who's, uh, you know, they, they, they're overweight, they want to lose weight, and they know there's solutions out there like diets and pills and all that sort of stuff. So they're in the solution aware stage. They've got a problem. They're aware that there's a solution. Now, there's specific things that work better in different stages. And one of the things we talk about today is the best thing for people in the solution aware stage, what you need to do to get them to buy stuff. To get the show notes for this episode of the Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 68. Now, this week's McMaster's Insight of the Week is Upsells. On a recent McMaster's roundtable, it's uh, basically a webinar for the private community that I have McMaster's. We talked about upsells. I, showed, I walked people through the sales funnel that I've got running right now. And uh, a key part of that sales funnel was the upsells. So this came from a friend of mine who suggested that, you know, before I kind of go live on this paid traffic, I set up three upsells. So that I go from the first product, right, is a $7 product on the front end. That's the first product that someone buys. Then at first, that was all I was going to do. But now what I've got set up is someone can buy, once they buy the seven, they get an offer for the $47 product. If they buy that, they get an offer for a $97 product. They buy that, they get an offer for a $297 product, right? So what that means is that somebody goes to that funnel, that's going to dramatically increase the amount of money that they can spend with me, which then pushes me closer to, say, breaking even on the front end. And then I can use autoresponders to make money, uh, different emails send that to make on the back end. So with the upsells, the reason I think it's so important right here is that if you're going to go and do paid traffic upsells, you know, a well-placed, well you know, a good offer that people want could be the like the thing that makes or breaks your paid traffic campaign. And maybe you set up ups, you know, a series of ups, you know, upsell flow is what it's called, and it doesn't work. Maybe you just need to change those upsells around. Maybe you need to change the prices a little bit. Maybe you need to change a forty-seven to a ninety-seven, and all of a sudden you'd be wildly profitable. 
Okay, so that's upsells. That's why, if, you know, and even with, uh, if you're not doing paid traffic, just on your normal product, if you sell a product for $97 or $197 or $1,000, whatever, you should have an upsell on that. If someone buys it, what else can you offer them? Just see like, all right, so you, you know, would you like fries with that? Okay, it sounds so simple and so silly and it took me so long to do it, but I'm so glad I did because now I'm making, I mean, when I look at the stats of this paid traffic funnel I just did yesterday, almost all the money in that funnel uh, from that campaign so far has been from the upsells. If I didn't have that, the whole thing would look like a complete joke with those $7 sales. So that's this week's McMaster's Inside of the Week. Now, if you don't know, McMaster's is the private training community that I've got. It's where you would go if you want to learn how to write an email autoresponder for yourself, for your business, for your clients, anything like that. Pages as well to convert how to tell stories that sell. All the sort of stuff that I talk about on the podcast, you can learn more about it inside McMaster's. It's also the best way to get direct access to me and uh, help on your training and coaching. We have a roundtable each month, a webinar where I jump on and I, I give a a lesson and then answer any questions. And there's also the forum where you can get in there and ask me questions, talk to the other people in there and really get some uh, some concrete, specific, actionable feedback for your own campaigns. If you want to learn more about McMasters, go to the mcmethod.com slash McMasters. And that's the sales page right there. Now, if you uh, if you enjoy the email marketing podcast, you get a lot of value out of it. I would love it if you could head over to the iTunes store, search for the McMethod email marketing podcast and leave me a review. Make it five stars if, uh, if you really do enjoy it or uh, whatever other stars you think it's worth. <laughs> Give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. And uh, I will read out your review on the show and uh, you know, it'll be happy days and I'll, you send me an email, I'll send you a virtual high five and uh, I'll buy you a beer when you come to Thailand. How's that? Now, before we get into this, uh, one listener question. At what point did you know it was the right time to quit your job and do this full time? That's an interesting question because the, the answer, at least for me, was that I, I, I kind of got a job. I did. I got a job in the Philippines. And uh, so I quit my job and went to the Philippines. And it wasn't, you know, I was halfway in the, you know, it was in the Philippines that I started learning how to write, taught myself to write copy. And uh, and then that led into client work. And then once I kind of had clients, I was told that the job was over. So I didn't even choose to quit the job. It was just once I was making enough money to sort of support myself and just get by from the copywriting, the job, which was really just an internship, just wrapped up. So I kind of got kicked into the deep end perhaps a little bit. Then I moved to Thailand and kind of happened like that. You know, for someone else, like at what point, you know, is the right time to quit your job? If you're young or if you're able to travel or able to relocate, which, uh, you know, it's you know if that's gonna be easier if you're young. If you've got a family, it might be a bit more difficult. Move to Thailand or the Philippines or, or somewhere like that. You'd be able to drop your uh, monthly burn rate, your expenses to far less than what you're gonna be paying in a, generally speaking, than what you'd pay in a Western city. And that will, uh, you know, if you've got a savings nut, that will uh, give, give you more runway to build your business. If you don't want to do that, because that can be it can be sort of risky, but it, it will allow you to work full-time on your business. If you don't want to do that, then you've basically got to work nights and uh, work until your business is making enough money to cover all your expenses and maybe then some or replace your salary. So simple as that. Anyway, that's, that's it for now. Let's get into this interview with Mr. Justin Brook and talk about paid traffic. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Justin Brook. Now, Justin is a uh, paid traffic specialist. He's the founder of I Am Scalable, and uh, they've generated billions of ad impressions, millions of page views. They've driven millions of dollars in sales, and they've got quite an impressive client list. Now, uh, the specialty is Facebook with retargeting, but they've got accounts in uh, 14 other networks. Now, uh, I actually hired Justin about a month ago to do for some coaching to kind of help me build the, uh, kind of help me with the strategy and how to get the traffic to the new, I'm building basically a paid traffic sales funnel for uh, the McIntyre method. And uh, I thought I'd get Justin, hire Justin and kind of get his help. And what I also thought was it'd be cool to get him on the podcast to talk about some of kind of, you know, his expertise in traffic and funnels and all that and how that relates to, you know, email copy and he's got uh, something that he re- he suggested before we hit the record that we could talk about which we'll get into just a minute before that Justin how you going man I'm good man thank you so much for having me on the call you've got a killer lineup of people that you've been interviewing it's uh, an honor to be one of the 
same, you know, on the same podcast. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty today, uh, can you give the listener a bit of a background on, you know, I've done a little bit from uh, the bio on the website, but uh, can you give a, the listener a bit more of a background on who you are and what do you do? Yeah, so the the really short story is I got started in 2005, didn't make any, you know, I mean, I made a little money in between 2005 and 2007, but nothing, I mean, I think at the at my height, I was paying the car bill with my online projects, and but that was validation, and then uh, I got an internship with Russell Brunson, who lives out in Idaho, runs .com Secrets and a couple of other websites. And uh, he was a multi-million dollar internet publisher and getting an internship with him, my job there was to, you know, he had this quarter million dollar library of marketing courses and recorded seminars and DVDs and books. And my job was to go through that stuff, write affiliate review articles so that he could promote the site and make affiliate commissions on the courses that he had bought. And so I got the education of a lifetime from that. I mean, I uh, literally a quarter million dollar education learning from Jay Abraham and Joe Polish and Chet Holmes and Stephen Pierce. And I mean, just all the absolute top guys. And then, uh, you know, it was an unpaid internship. So I was still broke when I went home. But I took the uh, I borrowed half of my electric bill. I only paid half the electric bill when I got back. And I took the other 60 bucks, put it on an AdWords account, pathetic two dollar a day budget, but used what I learned and rolled that money into one hundred and fifty and then three hundred, nine hundred, yada, yada. Eleven months in a row, doubled my money. I had a six figure business. By the time it was all done and it was paid traffic that I saw changed my life from eating ramen noodle soups to going out the Red Lobster. You know, it was the difference for me. And so I've just been a paid traffic geek ever since. I mean, I've all traffic, you know, I mean, inbound SEO, native ads, Facebook ads, traditional media buys, anything. Okay, cool, man. I liked it. I, I didn't actually know. I'm, I remembered re- hearing the grapevine somewhere that you interned with someone, or there was some kind of background story there, but I didn't know it was Russell Brunson. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I did that. And that started like my info business career. I had a couple of different info product businesses and different markets, make money online, uh, software. Uh, I had a movie review website for a very short time. It didn't make any money, but was fun. Um, and then uh, around 2010 or 2011, I got hired by Rich Sheffrin just because, you know, my business wasn't doing too hot. I mean, I had plenty of traffic, but there's a lot of other things that go into a business. And so he hired me, and that's when I was really able to perfect my craft because I didn't have to worry about bills. I didn't have to worry about hiring, just any of the business stuff. And he had a really big budget. He had a really good funnel. He had all the resources. And I was just really able to take the knowledge that I had apply it in so many different ways on so many different networks that that was where I really got the experience to go along with all the knowledge and that's where I feel like I was really able to master this stuff. Okay. So you mean so you mean uh, Rick Sheffern hired you to do some traffic campaigns for him? Yeah, I was his media buyer for a year or almost 2 years. And how was that? That would have been that would have been pretty killer hanging out with Rick. That was it, it was great. It um you don't get a whole lot of opportunities to hang out with Rich, but when you do, it's always 
memorable. <laughs> uh, you know, he has amazing reading processes and workout processes. And, um, you know, he's got like the greatest vodka in the world, literally in his office and the greatest cigars. So like one minute and then he has books. You know, most people are reading, most business people are all reading the same books. Like, you know, like you probably read Think and Grow Rich and you probably read this book and that book. You go into his office and he's got books you've never heard of before and it's just really cool it's a very unique experience working for a guy like rich he's he's not like other human beings hmm. yeah i remember watching there was a video on youtube of him with his reading process how he how was it like takes a book then gives it to his assistant and then she scans it into his ipad or something like that then he gets on the treadmill and reads through it but he's doing using a sort of speed reading app and he's getting through four thousand words per minute on a treadmill with oxygen hooked up <laughs> i have seen it with my own eyes it's crazy oh uh, i always i saw that i was like is that okay does that even work? Like, if you ask him after he's read that book, does he actually know what the book's about? He does. He does, man. He, he has an amazing amount of information in his head. That's incredible. That's incredible. All right. <laughs> I've been trying to get him on the podcast, but uh, so far, no luck. But anyway, you mentioned before we hit record here, you mentioned talking about copy for cold traffic and warm traffic and that there's a difference there. I think I realized that probably in the last three to six months. Before that, I would have just thought copy was copy. That if you're writing copy for, when it's for Facebook ads, Google ads, or you know, affiliates, or even just for you know, traffic that's coming through my web, website, through articles or podcasts, or whatever it happens to be, that copy is, is copy is copy. You know? So there's probably some people listening to this right now who, who either think the same thing or used to think the same thing, or you know, we could talk about this and, uh, and figure out the problems with that. So let, let's get into it, man. Give me like the, the broad overview of what the, what the issue is here. Yeah. So I used to think exactly the same thing. I mean, you hear about copywriting and you think that's it. Like there's there's one type of copywriting. You learn that there's a headline and a hook and an offer and, uh, you know, the Zignaric effect and, you know, all these different things. Um, but it wasn't until later in my career, actually, you know, probably halfway through working with Rich, where I had access to really, really high-level copywriters, the guys who were working for Agora and Boardroom. And, and when I had access to these guys, they showed me books that I had never read before. And they turned me on to Eugene Schwartz's Five Levels of Awareness. And he, Eugene Schwartz wrote a book. Uh, it's pretty much the greatest book on advertising ever written. It's called Breakthrough Advertising. It's finally in reprint now, it used to be like you had to find a used copy for like eight, nine hundred dollars, but it's being reprinted now for a hundred dollars. Highly suggest everybody get it if you're into copywriting, if you're into marketing in general. But he has this thing in there called the five levels of awareness, and this really changed the game for all advertisers for decades. I mean, till today. I mean, you can use this on social media, you can use this in your email lists. You can use this on banner ads. And so the five different levels are you have – and this totally relates to paid traffic and warm traffic because when you're speaking to your email list, that is somebody who already has a relationship with you. They've already given you some contact details. They already know what you are about. You know that they want this stuff. So there's a much different context to somebody who's on your list – and there's a lot different context to somebody who's been on your list for uh, one week and somebody who's been on your list for a year. I mean, totally different context. And then you have a perfect stranger. You walk into the mall and you walk up to someone that is a perfect stranger. And so what he was talking about is the way, you know, how do you 
structure your copy differently for the perfect stranger, differently for the person who's been on your list for one week, and differently for the person who's been on your list for one year. And to give you a little bit of an idea, you have Apple, who when they announce the iPad 3 or the iPad 2, whatever they're on, they're able to create an advertisement that says iPad 2 on sale now. That's, you know, that's all the copy that they need. (laughs) Because the market is already aware. They are lining up for days in advance trying to get one of the the first of these things available. They already, you know, this person is in the most aware. So the levels of awareness are most aware, product aware, solution aware, problem aware, and then unaware. So Apple right now is in a most aware state. The market knows who Apple is. Everybody knows who Apple is, what they sell, what they do, the quality level, all that stuff. So they don't need copy anymore, really. They just need to, you know, they're really selling it on the the price and the and the features of it. You know, what are the new retina screens or whatever. Now you go back to if you think about the ads that they used to run years ago. People didn't know who they were. They were unaware of who they were. So they had to use stories and they had to use secrets. And that's much like Agora. Agora runs a financial newsletter business where they sell newsletters as front end. You get on a newsletter for like 50 bucks for a year. uh, And the newsletter has stock tips or gold investing tips or real estate tips, whatever. And then they back in that with coaching. Uh, various levels of coaching. And in order to get the most amount of people to scale to the hundreds of millions that they're making each year from these newsletters, they are reaching out to the unaware people because that is the mass population. You know, you can reach the masses are the unaware. And so in order to attract the unaware, you have to use a story. So their video sales letters are always about something that Obama's doing or something that's uh, in the in the news. It's always something that's timely and relevant. And then they connect that newsy, controversial story to what they're doing. For example, you know, do you think and I'm you know not taking any sides of the political party here, but you know, they normally market to the people who don't like President Obama. And so they would say something like, do you think, oh, President Obama is ruining the world? And they would tell this story about all the things that he's doing wrong. And they say, and that's why you need to invest in gold. And that's why you need to learn how to invest in gold. So they they turn that story, which gets the attention into the very reason why they need to learn this information. And then they start pitching their product. So totally two complete uh, different sides of the copy. And so when somebody is a lot of times to kind of wrap this whole like diatribe up, most people, they build a sales letter. They create a, uh, you know, an autoresponder sequence. They create a VSL or a webinar or a sales letter. And then they use that the same way they would for their affiliates, their house list. And then they go and they're like, well, man, this stuff is working so well. I want to try Facebook ads. And then Facebook ads bombs. And because it was working well for their list and their affiliates, they think that it's the Facebook ads that weren't working. And that's why you have all these people saying uh, Facebook doesn't work. AdWords doesn't work. Twitter doesn't work. You know, whatever doesn't work. It's just the difference in the copy. It's, you know, it's, it's literally all about these five levels of awareness and that's how you change it so i'm sure there's some questions i'm sure we need to unpack some of that i'm hoping you will lead me through unpacking all that 
Well, let's say like, uh, you know, like for an example, I, so, I mean, you know what I do, all the email marketing stuff. One thing I'm thinking of, and we're just obviously going on Facebook, this would be a kind of cool way to dive in, would be I'm trying to get people to buy more of my products, say, on Facebook. But off the top of my head, just thinking about it, they're going to be problem aware, maybe solution aware, because they, they know that this product's out there that'll teach them more about marketing and more about copy and more about emails and funnels and all that sort of stuff. But they're not aware of the product really oh, and they're not hyper aware or whatever that last days of, of Apple was, I wish. So knowing that they're problem aware, I would say, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, that that therefore means that I would need to go out there and hit them with the problem first and then lead well, them to the next actually, stage. the internet marketing audience and those are the people who are interested in autoresponders and VSLs and Kindle books, and I mean, everybody kind of knows, you know, what this industry is. Um, it's it's actually in the solution aware. So they know that the problem that they have is that they want to build a business, but their business, because they want to build a business because they want financial freedom, they want to not work for the man anymore. So they, they, they know what their problem is, and they know that the way to fix this is to learn how to run a business, learn how to write better autoresponders or website flipping or Kindle books, you know, they are, they're solution aware. They are aware of solutions to the problem that they have. And in a solution aware market, the best thing that you can do is use claims and proof. That's why you see everything that I'm marketing is my case studies, is the video of how to get a million visitors to your website. And I'm always trying to lead with case studies, screenshots, any kind of proof, because that's just what this market really craves. I mean, it's like they're moss to a porch light when it comes to um, case studies. Like if somebody says, hey, we came out with a, a new squeeze page or a new button and we've split tested it to high heaven, yada, 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 then everybody's all of a sudden using that button. I mean, last couple of years ago it was the Belcher button and today it's, you know, a certain squeeze page. And um, so that's that's what that market really craves is the is the claims and the proof. Okay, so that's more about the market, though, the internet marketing market, as opposed to the stage, right? Right. I mean, well, that's where they're at. So that's what you know the the level of copy you would want to write to them. Now, if you wanted to scale out, you know, because the internet marketing um, industry is, is is relatively small compared to other markets. Um, you know, there's really about. I've tried to gauge the size of it. It's it's somewhere between 400,000 and a million, really. You could stretch the boundaries to about 3 million, but it's a relatively small market. So if you wanted to stretch it out to, instead of the internet marketers, you know, all the guys who know who Frank Kern is and they know who know what AWeber is, you back it out to just entrepreneurs, all entrepreneurs. Now you're probably more at the the problem aware market. And then you you could back it out even more to the unaware. And that's when, you know, to the unaware is basically the masses. And when you market to the masses, it's usually just how to make money online. It's 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 MLMs, it's network marketing. That's why usually if you're an internet marketer and you're talking about internet marketing with your friends or whatever, usually the first step to becoming an entrepreneur is some sort of MLM or network marketing company. I did it and most of my friends did it. And you know, I see my own friends and family now are, are joining these things because they hear about the stuff that I'm doing and, and the life that I'm living. And so they, they're now getting into that or they're, no, they're getting aware of that. And so they're joining these various programs. 
Um, so that's how you would back it out. Am I making any sense here? Or am I just going <laughs> up? This makes a lot of sense. It's, uh, it's interesting because it adds sort of like a layer of complexity to, the, to, to trying to figure out. Like, it's almost like before you can even start writing copy, you've got to figure out what stage they're in. And you know, if you don't yeah. do that, you could end up completely going off in the wrong direction. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when you're creating your avatar of you know, who am I going to be talking to? I mean, any anytime anybody's writing a piece of copy, if you're writing an email to your list or you're writing a, a sales page, you have to think of okay, how am I going to distribute this? You know, how am I going to get eyeballs to this? If I'm going to use my list, like you're using an email. Well, then you're going to write probably to a product aware or a most aware because they're they know what it is you have, um, you know. So you, when you're writing to your list, you don't need to use as much claims and as much proof. It's really you're announcing a new product and there's a discount and there's a you know a special bonus. And if you just did that level, your list would probably jump all over that. Um, whereas if you were to if you were to say that to a cold stranger, like, "Hey, I just came out with this new product, and I've got a special bonus on it," they're like, "Dude, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. what if they don't even? They're just not at that level yet." So yeah, you're right. Every time you sit down to write some copy, you need to think about you know who is going to see this. Who is going to be the most likely person? Because obviously you can't be 100% correct to every human being in the world. You just have to think of, okay, the 70% or the 80% of people that are going to see this are in this level. And and he breaks it all down in his book. I mean, he literally unpacks this way better than I could ever do in 30 minutes on a podcast. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of, I mean, for email specifically, this week kind of brings up the issue of you'd, you'd want to be, someone signs up to the list, you hit them with an autoresponder for say 10 days, 30 days, whatever, and then your broadcast, if you're doing the broadcast, they would only go out to people, assuming that they're kind of more for uh, people who are aware of who you are and know what you're doing, just want to know about upcoming products. Your broadcast would only go to people who've completed that autoresponder. That would kind of tie into this whole idea. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have a seven-day sequence that everybody goes through and I treat them as they're strangers. They don't know who I am yet. I mean, so, you know, email number one is, you know, Hey, here's the free thing that I gave you. But by the way, my name's Justin, here's what I've done. And here's why I think you should listen to me tomorrow. I'm going to tell you a really cool story about yada, yada. And then, you know, I tell them, you know, how I got started. I tell them what I stand for. It's all about, introducing myself and building the relationship in the first seven days. And then whenever I'm doing a broadcast after that, I don't broadcast to anybody who's still in that sequence. Okay. Okay. And then when you do do a broadcast, it's probably less less just talking about who you are and what you do and, and kind of getting to know someone. It's more direct to the point of, oh, I've got this product or I've got this offer. I've got, it's more to the point. Yeah. When we when we announced our uh, the we changed our coaching program. We've had a coaching program for a long time, but when we changed the name to the Midas Network and we changed the format up a little bit and the pricing, I didn't need to write to my list and and start out by saying, you know, and, and before we talk about that, you know, my name is Justin Brooke and I got started by, you know, interning with Russell Brunson. I didn't need to do all of that stuff because they already know my story and who I am. And so I was able to get right to it. You know, hey, we have revamped our coaching program based on the feedback over the last year. And here's how we're changing it. And, you know, for the next seven days, I'm doing a 
a launch special pricing. Uh, so if you want to get in, you know, you can have it at this price right now. Otherwise, it's going to go to its, go back to its normal price. And, you know, that builds a little urgency. But, you know, if you look at his scale, you know, my list, your list, you know, all of our lists, they are in the product awareness. They are aware of the products that we we sell. They are aware of what we do and what we sell. And so they are most motivated by discounts and deals on those products that they know we already sell. Okay, okay. But then that brings up the issue of like, I, some people would say that discounts are bad business because you've got the whole, you know, you, if it's valuable, you shouldn't be discounting it, right? Well, yeah, that's why I say discounts and deals. You don't have to, I hate discounts. I mean, I had a product inside Udemy.com and it seems like their only marketing strategy is every week they say, hey, you can buy all of our products for 80% off. And they're like, wow, we get a lot of sales from that. Like, yes, of course. But then nobody ever buys anything at the full price. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trained to wait for Saturday when you're going to do that sale thing. So, you know, instead you can, you know, offer uh, an extra bonus, like, uh, you know, or you can offer an extra interview that goes along with it, another module. Um, you don't have to discount the price you can stack the value and which makes the price feel like it went down yeah okay okay that's very cool so to go back to the whole funnels thing like let's say let's pick something random i got a guy who's who's in my community who kind of does uh he teaches people how to speak better english Mm -hmm. and uh He's getting people from, I think, YouTube right now. He's got a bunch of YouTube videos that then obviously funnel people to his website. But suppose he wanted to go and, say, jump onto Facebook and do some ads and advertise for that have never heard of him before. What would be the best, based on the, the stuff we've talked about here, what would be the right approach for this uh, situation? Okay. Um, so, and, and kind of really hard to do this on the fly, but I do have a couple of... <laughs> Uh, ideas. So he teaches people how to speak English. So I assume that they are speaking Spanish, they're Spanish speakers or they're French speakers or whatever, and they just moved to the United States and they want to speak better English, right? Something like that. I think, uh, some, yeah, it's something like that. He's, he's an English teacher in Japan. And so he's got these programs. He's, he's, his job is teaching people how to speak English. And now he's got these products online that help you know teach people how to speak English. I'm not sure okay. exactly what right. his avatar is, but it's along those lines. Okay, all right. So somebody who wants to speak a language, you got to think about why do they want to speak that language? If they want to speak English, maybe they want to move to America. Maybe there is a job position that they're seeking, or maybe it's for business reasons. They want to learn how to speak English so that they can broaden their, their customer base. You would tell a story that would... Um, you know, something that's timely in the in the news, um, you know, there's a lot of travel to, I don't know, I don't watch enough news to really go off of that angle, but you would use a, a story. You know, for me, one example would be the story of the guy who's going to the United States, uh, you know, and he wants the, the freedom. He, he's heard about the United States and all the glory that comes along with it, that you can show up with $7 in your pocket and you can stake a claim and you can build a business and you can chase the American dream. And so you would tell a story like that about the American dream. And then you would then relate to, and because you want this dream, the only thing that's stopping you from having this dream is being able to speak to the Americans. Because when you get over there, if you're speaking a different language, they're not going to understand you. You're not going to be able to get a job. You're not going to be able to communicate with the customers. You're not going to be able to buy food. You're not going to be able to find where the bathroom is. So you build up all these problems of, you know, what it's like to not be able to speak the language. And then you tell you, now you introduce your product. So you lead with a story that gets their attention, something that they would 
already resonate with and then you cross the bridge you 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 connect the dots for them to why they would need your course so that they can get what the story was talking about okay okay. for example i got a really good example so i had a customer who came to me and the reason why this is so relevant for traffic for everyone listening who's like wait i thought we were going to talk about traffic this is so relevant to traffic because if you can't convert the traffic like what i learned from rich sheffrin he always says people don't have a traffic problem they have a conversion problem because if their website was converting the traffic then they would be able to write a check i mean anybody can write a check and buy clicks it's whether or not you can convert them and that's why we're talking about this subject because this is what will help you convert paid traffic. And so the example that I have is a client came to me with a sinus relief product. And that's probably one of the most boring things that you could sell on the internet. And the problem with selling sinus relief is it's not like fibromyalgia or diabetes where it's a problem that they wake up with every day and they're they're constantly thinking about it and constantly needing a better solution for it. A sinus relief is you have a sinus headache. When you have a sinus headache, you will do anything to get rid of that sinus headache because regular ibuprofen and Tylenol won't fix it. You need specific sinus relief medicine for it. And it's so painful. I get them. Um, If anybody does get them, they know you will move mountains to get the relief, but you have to catch them when they're having that sinus headache. If you aren't catching them when they have the sinus headache, then they don't care. You know, they're the problem's gone. They're not thinking about the problem anymore. So we had to move it to the unaware. You know, they are they are in the solution aware or they're in the problem aware um, or the solution aware, actually, when they have a sinus headache. When they're not, they're in the unaware stage. So I created an angle um, called zombies disease. And basically the story, the VSL comes on and it starts off with they called it zombie disease. And they called it that because of the the mucus that was bubbling up over their eyes. And so it goes into this story about how this tornado, I think it was in Kansas, uh, came through and it whipped up a bunch of dirt, which had a bunch of bacteria in it. And then people were inhaling this bacteria. It was actually a fungus. They were inhaling this killer fungus. And it was giving them this this skin eating disease that they literally called zombie disease. So I used a news story about breathing in funguses and then I connected it to your body has a built in way of defending against these funguses because they are all around you. And, you know, they could be hidden in your in your walls of your house. They you know could be in the, the food you eat and whatever. And so your sinuses have a built they are the natural human defense for blocking out bacteria and funguses. But most people's sinuses aren't working correctly. And so I go into the little bit of a science of, you know, how sinuses work and how they clean things out. And if you have proper working sinuses, you don't have to worry about these funguses and yada, yada. Therefore, that's why you should buy these sinus relief pills. Um, So that was how we connected it for paid traffic and it worked great. Once we got it all done, I mean, we spent a ton of money trying to buy traffic for this beautiful sinus relief VSL and sales page. And, you know, we literally spent like $10,000 trying to market this sinus relief pill. And then once we connected it to uh, when we told a story first, then we were able to all of a sudden start converting paid traffic. Mm. And the interesting part there that it's like, uh, I mean, some people would hear that story. And I would be guilty of this. I've done this quite often. It's going, oh, that's the story. That's that's why stories are so important. 
important. You're always going to be telling stories, but well, that's not the lesson. The lesson is that you're going to understand where your prospect's really at in their head. This goes back to, uh, I think it was Robert Collier. You've got to enter that conversation going on in their head and then lead them from that point, whether that's the solution aware or the unaware or the problem aware or whatever stage they're in. You've got to figure out exactly where they're at and then lead them to the product. And if you screw that up, and you can screw that up in some situations, telling a story would be the worst thing you could do because they don't want a story. They just want to hear about the deal or the offer. So it's kind of like, it's, that's the interesting thing. It's not that stories are, are, the, are the life savior. Stories are useful in a certain context and sometimes they're not. The stories are totally useful, but the five levels of awareness helps you know what story you should be okay. telling because you could totally tell the wrong story at the wrong time, but knowing the different levels of awareness. So if I'm talking to the IM market, I'm going to use a story that has a lot of claims and a lot of proof in it. If I'm using a story to my my own customer list, I'm going to tell a story about the product and you know how it works so great. And I'm going to end that story with the discounts and deals. You know, So the different levels of awareness help you know what story you should tell and what you should say in those stories to convert that person from not being a customer to wanting to be a customer. Okay. Just quickly, because we're right on time here, what would be the best way to kind of, what's the best way to figure out what, what stage people are in? Is just some common sense thinking or is there some sort of process to it? It's, you know, it, it, I mean, literally go to Google and type in Eugene Schwartz, five levels of awareness. You'll find there's tons of blog posts about it. There's the you know, pictures. I mean, that's what I'm looking at right now because I don't have it all memorized. I'm looking at a, a picture of it and keep that on your desk because it's a good little cheat sheet that will tell you what type of angle you need to use. The ultimate solution is to buy the book, but um, you know it's a little bit of common sense and what you can do as a fast start because nobody likes to hear, oh great, I need to build a whole new funnel now. Uh, what you can actually do is you can build uh, just a squeeze page. I call it a traffic microwave you know, because I'm taking cold traffic and I'm warming it up really fast so that I can get them on my normal sales funnel that isn't uh, adapted for the unaware market. And so you just create a squeeze page that would work for the unaware market and then lead them in through an autoresponder sequence, which you would help people on. Uh, and that autoresponder sequence would then warm them up so that they're ready to work. So that's the fastest way somebody could get cold traffic to start working for them is instead of trying to drive the cold traffic to your warm traffic ready sales letter, put up some sort of a lead gen device or even an article. I mean, this is why native advertising is working so well for businesses is because the articles, which are stories that they're using, appeal to the the market, warms them up a little bit and then gets them ready for the sales presentation. So that's the easiest way people can get started with this. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, man. We're right on time here. Before we go, though, can you give the listener a, uh, where's the best place for them to go find you, learn more about you, and uh, get a case study or check out the coaching? Yeah, I know. We, we kind of robbed them a little bit of talking about traffic strategies and all that stuff. But if they go to my blog, there's you know just a ton of videos and articles. So if you search my name on Google, Justin Brook, Brook with an E at the end, you'll find all my stuff, my website, my Facebook, my YouTube all that stuff. Or you can just go to IamScalable.com forward slash blog and you'll find the stuff there. Uh, YouTube, if you do a search for Traffic Strategist on YouTube, you'll find the videos. We have over 100 videos about traffic over there. Perfect. 
Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Justin. It's been good, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for letting me vent all this stuff. This is <laughs> a message that I've been wanting to tell people for so long because it's like, you know, people, this is the reason why Facebook is not working for people. This is the reason why they're not getting the ROI they want. If they just knew this, this is like the magic key that unlocks it for them. And so I'm really passionate about this. <laughs> That's a good note to end. <laughs> Go, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.